to stop feeling lonely, create alliances. Make sure that you find a community that feels right, that is in line with your values, that you can use to create alliances and maybe have a bit of a network effect, get referrals, learn from. And once you've found your communities, you can then bring value to them. I have been through a lot of the things you're going through right now. My clients who come to me are literally a carbon copy of me like three years ago, I would say. So I know that I'm the best person to help them. Hi everyone, welcome to the Web3 and Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose Delara. This podcast was designed to give you the confidence, knowledge, and clarity needed to succeed and lead in Web3. I teach proven strategies and tactics you can apply immediately to become confident and successful working in Web3. So take 20, plug in, and learn how to really thrive in Web3. And if you like what you hear, leave me five stars and subscribe on Spotify or follow on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. You can also sign up to my newsletter to get exclusive content, tips, and strategies to help you thrive at work without the burnout and FOMO, direct to your inbox each week. Plus, you'll get full access to exclusive leadership and coaching Q&As, free workshops, and all the Web3 and Thrive podcast episodes in one place. So just head over to learn.web3andthrive.com forward slash newsletter. Let's get into today's show. How are we doing today? I am having the most wonderful weekend of all time. It is 28 degrees in Lyon today, where I live, and Antoine is on his bachelor party. Uh, we get married in five weeks now. Um, yes, I am building two businesses. I have a podcast and I'm organizing a wedding, which is a bit bonkers. I just posted about this on um, LinkedIn, actually. It's a bit crazy, but it's been pretty chilled. Um, my preference for a wedding was it needs to be low lift, it needs to be close by, and it needs to be in a sunny location. So we chose July in Lyon, round the corner. <laughs> Everything that I've organized is literally within walking distance. The florist, the hotel we eat at, the place we get married, the wedding dress shop, the jeweler, like everything is in within walking distance. It's so easy. Like it's my ideal wedding. I cannot wait. Um, and all the last pieces are falling into place now. So I'm very excited. Um, yeah. So this weekend Antoine went away in his bachelor party. Me and the dogs had some cuddle times and um, I was really embracing this whole uh, being alone and being alone is something that I used to struggle with, actually. I used to live in Saigon, as you know, with Antoine. And during COVID, we were together 24-7. And during that time period, it became quite an unsafe place to be for a woman. Now, I went outside a lot because I was going crazy. We were allowed to go outside for like during the daytime as long as we like were not around people. So I used to go for runs and stuff. And when I was on a run one day, there was a, a guy, a pervert, won't go into details. But this happened like more than once, like three times. And it happened to lots of other women. And it's a thing in Vietnam, at least we don't have violent crime in Vietnam, which is good, but you still have like this kind of stuff happening. And so as a woman, even though I'm a strong I'm strong physically and um I'm pretty strong mentally, it's still kind of drops into your subconscious that you're not safe. Okay, so over time, I started to feel a bit scared being on my own, going out alone. And then when we moved to France, I felt, oh my God, there's like more people around and 
there is violence in France and like, am I even safe as a woman? So I used to just go out with Antoine all the time and I didn't have my independence as much. I mean, I was independent, but I felt like I lost it. I used to travel around the world on my own, like without even thinking about, I moved to Saigon on my own without knowing anybody. And so this kind of like feeling of not being safe was like in my mind. And also because I had a bit of, um, I, I was always terrified of like supernatural things and ghosts and stuff. And so when I had my whole spiritual awakening about a year and a half ago now, I was terrified when we moved into this house because it was so old. Um, it's 150 years old. It's in a UNESCO heritage site. I was like, there must be some ghosts in here. You know, this is this is crazy if there isn't any. Like, I would be lucky if we don't have a ghost. And I didn't believe in anything. Like, it was kind of one of these things where, I didn't want to believe in it, but I kind of did. I was like curious, like, what if ghosts do exist? What if they hurt me? Like all these kind of things. So I was always scared of one, being outside and the people are going to hurt me. Two, this house was haunted. So long story short, I got over that. And um, I worked with coaches. I worked with, I self-coached actually, and I worked with a healer. Um, I also believe in therapy, but at this point in time, I didn't believe that was the right thing for me. And I managed to get over this feeling of not being safe. Fast forward to now, and this weekend was the first time I've been alone. I'm not even joking. Like, I've been away on my own, um, and Antoine's been on his own with the dogs, but it's the first time I've been on my own completely with both the dogs because we have a big dog who's a rescue. We rescued him from uh, a typhoon in the middle of Vietnam in, in Da Nang. He is a um, dog meat survivor. Um, he got stolen as a puppy we think and taken to the dog meat market someone picked him up luckily and then there was a typhoon and it flooded and it's a whole big story um and so he's a bit erratic my dog he's the loveliest kindest most loving boy but with other dogs he's a psycho uh so walking him is very difficult so being alone with one of the dogs who's difficult to walk who's a bit better now Anton's trained him very well and Nikon who is attached to me. He's got like severe social, not social anxiety. Uh, what's it called? Separation anxiety was always a bit of a fear for me as well. Like, how am I going to handle them? What if um, people get angry because my dog's barking? I can't respond because my French isn't that good. Anyway, the dogs were perfect. We handled it totally fine. I did so many things that I've wanted to do. I baked, I danced. I'm obsessed with a Tribe Called Quest. I have been for years and it reminds me of Saigon. And it's if you know a Tribe Called Quest and you're into your 90s rap, um, that vibe is Saigon. Just just, <laughs> just to explain very quickly. Um, very, very cool. And it's perfect when it's sunny and really hot here. Um, I meditated, I did ecstatic dance, I planned my entire week, I watched a movie, I never watch movies, um, I read my books, I planned shadow work that I'm going to be doing with my clients, I've mapped out my group coaching program, so many things. And it was like I had all this time because I wasn't focused on being with another person, I was just like completely in myself. And so I texted on to her and said, you know, you can stay an extra day if you want. Um, he was like, uh, yeah, I was like, no, actually, I'm being serious. Anyway, <laughs> Um, aside from that, being lonely is always something that I struggled with. And how does this fit into Web3? So when you first come into the space as a participant, it's very weird. You don't know where you fit. You don't know who to talk to. You don't want to ask questions because you think you're going to sound silly. And if you're a first generation leader like me, you have no fucking clue what you're doing honestly. Like people come to me and say, oh, Emily, you know what you're doing. You've got so many things going on. And I'm like, 
this is practice. I, When I got my first leadership role, when I was leading a big exchange, a big marketing department in an exchange, I didn't know what to fucking do. I just learned on the job. I was a senior marketer before that. I put processes in place that worked for me. I never had agency training. I never had um, traditional marketing training. I'd learned Web3 on the job because I got through into the Web3 space in 2016 as a marketing manager and had to learn from what resources I had at the time, which was not many. There was like Block Geeks, Reddit, literally there was nothing else to learn from like you guys who just entered the web3 space are so lucky you have academies you have courses you have teachers I had none of that so I just felt like I was this weirdo this like this like um person in the room who didn't know what the fuck was going on I felt alone (laughs) so as you can see this has been a bit of a narrative in my life but when you um first come into web3 the first thing especially if you're feeling a bit alone, you don't know why, don't know where you fit. The first thing I would suggest to do is get down your values, right? I know this is not the usual answer, but get down your values. And I always come back to this. Why are you even in Web3? What resonates with you? What is important to you? What emotions do you want to elicit from being in this space? What impact do you want to have? So for example, my um, values and the reason I'm in this space is I truly, deep down in my body, I feel it, and in my heart, I want to help other people live a better life. And I know it's very cliche, but it's true, right? If I can do something that helps someone else, then I'm fulfilled. I And, and literally, I'm on this constant journey of how can I be better so I can help other people? Constant, constant, constant. Like inside, also reminding myself that I can't help others without helping myself. So that's also a constant journey. Now, in Web3, what brought me into the space was the humanitarian aspect of it. How can this cryptocurrency called Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or Dash at the time, all these low transactional, uh, low fees and quick transaction cryptos, how could they help other people? So I used to love working with Bitcoin.com and their podcast because they used to interview people like Ray Youssef. If you know Ray Youssef, he's the founder of Paxful and they work to enable and help adoption of crypto in the African regions. Um, I used to work on airdrops in Venezuela. So when the Bolivar like completely tanked and there was a huge economical crisis going on over there, we were able to step in and support because we had a form of currency that they could utilize in that moment. I remember we interviewed um, a sex worker and she was a sex worker who used a QR code to get paid because at the time she couldn't get paid. She couldn't get a bank account in America. It's like not a thing. So, you know, they're doing like OnlyFans, right? Back in the day, they were not using OnlyFans. They used something called Spank Chain. I don't think that's a thing anymore, but this was like a chain specifically for sex workers. And I think it's amazing. And I also love the fact that we can use Web3 and crypto well, more the blockchain tech, for supply chain transparency. For those of you who don't know me, I am obsessed with ethical production, manufacturing, and supply chain. So I don't buy things that are not vegan and that are using child labor, come from China, for example, or come from any Asian regions that are not regulated and cannot prove that they they did not use child labor. I bought my wedding ring from an ethically farmed jeweler. <laughs> like we we got um the man-made crystals and the gold was mined in an in a um like an ethical way, right? Fair I think you call it fair mind. Um so I'm really 
passionate about this. So the technology, the concepts, the use cases all fit in with my values of helping others. Okay. So step one is figuring out what that is for you, because then it'll help you to understand who you need to talk to and who you need to work with. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't find this out until way, way into my journey when I was working with like Bitcoin.com kind of set it off and I knew that, but because I wanted to progress in my career, I didn't really understand how important it was to to live with your values and live by your values. And so I went into exchanges and yes, I learned a lot, but I always felt alone. I didn't feel like I had mentors. I didn't feel like I um, could really speak to people until I got into the bigger exchanges and I made alliances and I started to learn what works to feel like you're part of something. So for example, when I worked with Liquid, I formed alliances Actually, my BFF was the head of product, uh, sorry, the head of marketing and the head of business. So I used to have meetings with these guys and I would say, um, hey, I need help. I don't know how to do this shit. Can you teach me? And they saved my ass from trying to figure it all out myself when there was actually no resources to help me figure anything out. And um, from feeling silly, from asking these stupid questions that honestly, everyone says to you, there's no such thing as a stupid question. That's until you are a woman in a room full of men. And I guess that people made up the no stupid question rule. I guess it was a man who made that up. Sorry, guys. But it's the truth. When you ask a silly question as a woman, you get a reputation of asking silly questions until you start to know your shit. And that's why, and part of the the coaching that I do is helping women gain authority, influence, helping them to understand how to ask the silly questions in a non-silly way that looks like they've informed themselves beforehand and how to form alliances so they don't feel like they have to ask these questions in a public setting where they might be ridiculed, right? We don't want that. To stop feeling lonely, create alliances in the role that you're in. Sit down, figure out, okay, I'm number one, am I in the right role? Does this role align with my values? And if your values are maybe uh, security, right? Is this job giving me security or is it causing me insane anxiety because I think I'm going to get laid off tomorrow or um, I think that the, the company is not going anywhere, right? Figure this out first. Step two, once you feel like you are in the right place, figure out if you can make alliances who can support you. Create like an army of people um, who've got your back and they will help you then to get buy-in. So you're not alone in these pitches that you have to do. So for example, if you're a leader, you're a COO, right? It's your job to go and get the KYC in place, the infrastructure, the regulations, help to lead funding rounds, all that kind of stuff. Yes, you might have done that in a previous life in Web2. This world's very different. We have different personalities. We have different processes. We have different ways of working. If you don't understand that first, and then you take your old way of working to a founding team, you are completely on your own. If first, instead, you go to the rest of the team, make alliances, understand if it works or not, then take it to the founding team, you're more likely to get the buy-in. Is this making sense? I'm constantly freestyling here. I don't have scripts. I only have scripts if it's like a to-do list that helps you guys and you can take it away and use it. But these are like real freestyling. So in terms of loneliness as well, I found that women come in and guys come in and they don't know where their place is. They don't know who they can talk to, to ask the questions, to understand what jobs to get, to understand like, how do I raise money for my business? And so I'm very fortunate that 
I've always been this kind of person who seeks out other people. I want to make sure that other people um, are available to me and that I'm available to them. So I've built out communities. I have created relationships with men and women who have big businesses, who have run funding rounds, who are in accelerators, who um, do research, who have big marketing agencies. My goal is to connect with as many people as possible and support them, and then they'll support me in return. So make sure that you find a community that feels right, that is in line with your values, that you can use to create alliances and maybe have a bit of a network effect, get referrals, learn from. And once you've found your communities, you can then bring value to them. And so this is how I found that I've grown my network is just by constantly being available for other people in these communities that I'm part of. So for example, I'm in the Bigger Pie community. I've known these women for like four years and I know them in person and they're able, they know exactly who to pass to me and I know exactly who to pass to them to kind of keep the ecosystem growing and moving. Without them, I don't think I'd be where I am right now. So thank you, Bridget, for creating the bigger pie. And then I've got my recruiter friends. Actually, the the, the male friends of mine in the Web3 industry are the best connectors. Um, so I have an amazing guy that you've seen before, Anders. Anders connects me with everyone. He's amazing. He does introductions all the time and he constantly thinks about, okay, who can Emily help and who can who can help Emily? Start building connections. Okay. So just to rewind. If you're feeling lonely in this space, especially as a leader, figure out what are your values. Make sure that you're working or you're participating in a space that meets those values because otherwise you're going to start to feel like this isn't the right fit. Then create alliances, especially if you're in a job and you're leading, create these alliances to help you get buy-in, to help you get results, to help you get authority. And then maybe more if you're a participant, figure out, actually, well, no, if you're a participant and if you're working in the space, figure out who your community are, who can mentor you, who can you get a coach from, who can you be part of, is there any memberships, are there any things that you could join to develop your career? So for example, marketing, Regan, she has a marketing course for Web2 marketers to come and understand what the hell it is to be a leader in the Web3 space as a marketer. Try all these kind of things. Uh, so if we put all these aspects into the cauldron, we mix it all together you're starting to form a support network. And when you've got a support network, you're less likely to get into spirals of, I'm not good enough, I don't know what to do, um, I've got no support, maybe I'll go back to Web2, right? These spirals might start, but when you're part of the communities, when you've got alliances, when you're getting support and results, you're less likely to spiral all the way down and get into a hole of self-doubt and fear, okay? I hope this was helpful. I have been through a lot of the things you're going through right now. Um, after having a lot of conversations, my clients who come to me have, my clients who come to me are literally a carbon copy of me like three years ago, I would say. So I know that I'm the best person to help them. And I'm actually putting together research at the moment for a group program to help women feel less lonely, to help them have the support that they need, to make sure that they're getting coached when they might not be able to afford a full-time coach. So watch this space. If you would like to get more information on that and come and be my market research person, because I'm doing a bit of um, client research at the moment, just DM me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm currently running the, the calls at the moment. And in return, you'll get some free coaching. So yeah, I hope that was helpful. Let me know if that resonated at all. I'm doing more of these solo episodes. I love them. I feel like it's just me brain dumping and I hope it's helpful. 
I guess it's just like having me on the end of the phone. My friends get this for free. You guys, I hope that you benefit. Have a lovely day. I'll see you next time. So that's all I've got for you today. As always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to drop me a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and head on over to Instagram and TikTok at Emily and Web3 for daily content to help you thrive in Web3. Also, feel free to drop me a DM, a message or a question. I am here to serve you. See you next time. Thank you.